I V M. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Munish and as always I'm joined by Nishant and we're just one week away from the start of the NBA season. The preseason is very much underway and a lot of teams have been making a lot of inroads, a lot of uh, we got a lot of analysis on how the teams are faring. We know that the Clippers are not going to do well another season. We know that the Lakers are strong even without LeBron and Rayleigh. Luka and Giannis went head to head and Luka came out on top both times at least in terms of the team. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk all about that. We'll talk about Zion Williams and he made quite an impact on his preseason debut. So, and it was his preseason debut because he didn't have a preseason last time. We'll talk all about that and a lot more on today's episode. Hey Nishant, what's up? What's happening? Did you get to watch any of the games? Yeah, I watched some of them. Uh, I do have a backlog, but uh, Zion, really Zion didn't play even a single game last season. In well, he was injured, right? He was injured before the start of the season and then he, he oh. debuted only in December or something like that. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I I don't have a confirmation on that, but my best guess is that he did not play a preseason. Yeah, yeah I mean, year. if we don't remember, then even if he did play, I don't think he did anything special, did he now? Because <laughs> if Zion plays and you don't remember, then well, there you go. But uh, yeah, I, I saw some of the games. Uh, mighty impressed with, uh, I think it's a mixed bag, right? They, so you have some veterans or, or let's just say established players, young ones and old that, and you've come to expect a certain level of excellence from these guys. And uh, Giannis came out, showed up, didn't disappoint. Luca came out, showed up, didn't disappoint. Uh, Kyrie to an extent, right? And then you have some superstars that were either chilling or didn't really go all out. They're kind of pacing mm-hmm. themselves. Uh, the Clippers boys, the Lakers, Big Two didn't even play. You have some of that. Uh, and then you have the high expectation youngsters that have something to prove. And I'm looking at Jamoran who looked spectacular. Yep. Uh, Zion who looked mighty impressive. Yep. As, as he's always done. Whenever he's been fit and he's played, he's just, it's, it's special. Um, and, and also some of the sort of hitherto unknown rookies like Talon Horton Tucker has been a revelation. Yeah. I know it's preseason, so I'm not going to oversell it, but but it's been pretty interesting to watch the number of ways in which he scored. Um, and also interesting pieces like Kelly Oubre and how do these guys fit into their new teams. That's been mm-hmm. uh, that's been something to look out for. And rounding it up rather neatly, don't you think, is is all of the comeback kids that we spoke about, right? Like Blake Griffin's back on the court and right. KD's back. And they've all looked to various degrees a little rusty, but it's just great mm-hmm. to have them back on the floor. And players of that caliber, you know the rustiness isn't going to last. Absolutely. KD's restiness lasted like, what, 30-40 seconds. He got the ball on the left, was free, went and dunked for yeah. a return. What a return to the NBA. And uh, how did how did KD look? He played around 20 minutes, got around 18 points, uh, 15 points, uh, a few dunks here and there, a few blocks. Uh, how did KD look for you? Uh, because he's, I think, the biggest name returning along with Steph Curry. Yeah. So how did he look? Uh, yeah. Does he make Nets look invincible this season? I don't think invincible, but are they pretty strong enough? Well, on, on paper, of course he does. And you know, we've already known this. How did he look in the game? Uh, I want to say rusty. But then mm-hmm. I think a large part of that is also that he was holding back. I don't think players generally go all out in these in these preseason games. Um, he looked fine. He looked just fine. But you know, not the spectacular KD that we're used to seeing. But that's fine. Uh, even if we don't get that in the first few regular season games, I think fans mm-hmm. should be more than willing to wait it out. Uh, I think the first thing is to just get him back on on the court, get a regular run of games in, build that fitness up a bit. That's got to be the first priority for for his team, and and I assume that's what they'll go with, even if it means a, lim- a minutes restriction for the first two games, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's fair. 
and once once we're sure of the fitness the game's always going to come back you can't you can't shoot like kd and then forget how to shoot like kd that just doesn't happen some of the physicality might wane over time but but the core skill never i mean you look at jerry west at age 80 he's still shooting uh, you ask him to shoot free throws it's the same form it's the same flawless swish every time right so so i don't think anyone's too worried about that the uh it, everyone should just be hoping to see kd first just build up a certain level of fitness and just get a regular run of games in and uh, we know he's back and if if the team's ambitions are anything like the fans expectations they're looking at the chip and mm-hmm. which pretty much means they're in it for the long run yeah if we talk about kd we definitely need to talk about kyrie uh, mm-hmm. yes he's gone and spoken to the media so hopes of getting him on a podcast soon but uh, <laughs> he's brilliant on court like his ball handling skills is next to none i would say second to none and yeah, yeah he's got he got 18 points got a few three pointers looked like the kyrie that we know uh this this team is going to i mean like we spoke about it in the past if they don't reach the conference finals and probably the nba finals is going to be a disappointing year for them given that the talent that they have on their ranks but my question is how good did kyrie look and who's going to defend for the nets because uh, both of these guys kd uh, i don't know if he'll be as strong on defense this season because right. returning from injury yeah kyrie is not really a great defender but uh, who's going to defend they all their guys spencer dinwiddie uh they got to play jared allen jared allen i feel over deandre jordan but we'll see uh, uh, but before that how it's kyrie again allen over jordan again is another defensive is okay i'm not really going to count him among the better mm-hmm. defenders in the league right and i don't think that should be their primary area of concern because especially given the conference that they're in defense will only really start mattering once you get to the to the playoffs i think in the in the regular season you will get by just fine without elite defense all around um and and yeah this team not making even the conference finals would be worse of a disappointment or even more of a disappointment than the clippers not doing it last season mm-hmm. not sure if they'll get trolled quite the same way because they don't have playoff p making tall claims and stuff but um but yeah it would be nothing short of disastrous if they don't make the conference final and they have all of their players fit if they get hit by injuries well i mean you can't really help that i i think with this team at least this season until they get to the playoffs it's just got to be can you figure out how to get your offense firing on all cylinders can you figure out who's your third best scorer and how does that rotation work how do you distribute the ball or is it isolation all night long if you're going to distribute the ball who's your primary ball handler if it's kyrie is the ball going to get distributed right i think all of these uh permutations and combinations how do you bring dinwiddie in is does he start does he come off the bench how does karis lavard fit into the offense i think these are bigger questions to be asked than the defensive schemes mm-hmm. um they've got steve nash a first time head coach who's not really ever who wasn't ever a great defender by any stretch um and they've got dantoni somewhere in those ranks so i don't know if defense <laughs> is really going to be a priority Well, um, if you score one forty every game and concede one twenty five, one thirty, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's really what they're looking at, which isn't isn't unlike, by the way, the Denver Nuggets strategy because mm-hmm. as as flashy as that, they don't really have a great defense, and they got further depleted when they lost Jeremy Grant. Um, not a very great team on defense, and the Denver mantra is essentially that team is so ridiculously loaded on offense with the number of weapons and options they have. and the ability of multiple key players on the team to find the right pass at the right time i think their strategy is pretty much similar which is uh, score one point more than the the opponents and don't really worry about 
limiting their score yeah talking about not limiting the score uh, steph curry made a return uh, mm-hmm. he had limited minutes restrictions he of course he looked really scratchy he looked scratchy than kevin durant for sure but while he was on the court he was entertaining like not just with his passes and all even when he was on the sidelines on the bench he was just cheering up the entire team and he actually motivated them to win over denver nuggets themselves mm-hmm. before that he went into the stands and shot a three pointer so oh yeah I guess he's not too worried about the crowds not being there. It gives him more room to shoot, uh, <laughs> shoot those balls. That But like uh, Steph Curry was brilliant. I think he'll play a little more, a uh, few more minutes when he plays Sacramento Kings tomorrow. But uh, <clears throat> super excited about this. How did the Warriors look for you? Yeah, just uh, you know, Steph Curry back. Just as a talisman, as a as a figure that the squad really looks up to. It is his franchise. It has always been that something that probably irked Kevin Durant uh, quite quite a bit. but it's always been Steph Curry's franchise and it still is and just having him back um knowing that he can suit up and and show up on the court that itself has got to be such a huge boost to the morale of not just the rookies and and the young ones like Looney and uh, uh and Eric Pascal but also for the vets like Draymond it's, it must be good to you know after having spent a year just tanking and being disastrous and miserable and getting called out for triple singles must be good to have his uh, superstar back back on court even if he's got only one of them back so just just that impact is going to be huge and uh, again a lot of figuring out to do it's going to be a different kind of offense because of the pieces that they have available to them it's not quite going to be the pop off from anywhere kind of offense that they had when they had Steph Clay and KD on court um so a lot of figuring out to do but they've got a great coach if anyone can do it he can and i'm really interested to see how this offense plays out what are some of their schemes going to be and and how are they going to distribute scoring and the offensive load and the roles within within that setup right because this 1 to 5 of Steph Curry, Kelubre Jr, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond and Wiseman which i assume is their strongest five uh with Pascal coming off of the bench it's an intriguing lineup i am really looking forward to what these guys can put together on on offense uh it's also going to be a very interesting challenge for Steph Curry who might have to modify his game a bit to bring more people into the offense not that he's not capable of doing it he's always been a willful passer but it's interesting to see how all of these pieces kind of meld together yeah and then then they beat the conference finalist denver nuggets as well so yeah, kind pre-season. of or don't take into it too seriously yeah yeah it's preseason who cares i mean uh, a 19 20 year old rookie that that barely ever played for the lakers uh-huh. took on took on kawhi leonard and paul george and beat them both times the second time was a blowout is that something that's even remotely possible in the regular season absolutely not with with ad and lebron sitting out no way they'll get butchered by those two but uh, but it happened it's the preseason i mean relax all the big guys are just kind of uh, trying to get back on shape just get on the court get some minutes under their under their wings so i won't really put too much emphasis on on outcomes yeah but we spoke uh, when we spoke about our mvp uh, awards and all of that we spoke about luka and we spoke about yanis and we spoke about ad as well mm-hmm. but i think we're kind of sleeping on jokic because uh, this guy played 20 minutes he put on 26 points uh, 10 yeah. rebounds or 11 yeah. rebounds he was brilliant in those 20 minutes that he played he just played 20 minutes but he got all those numbers uh, like he would for a full game and he was throwing passes like a quarterback like we've seen the entire last season this guy is just getting better and better and i think he is a real shout for an mvp nomination he's the best underdog kind of dark horse bet for an mvp i'd probably rate him higher than zion too mm-hmm. only because again with zion the only rider is always fitness is he really going to be around that much 
and in a team that's still i mean they've not even had a regular run of form with all of their starters available so there's still some piecing together to do and are you going to keep ingram got that fat big contract are you not really going to make him a focal point of your offense because if he is when lonzo's got the ball and he's bringing it up court he has two entirely different ways in which that offense can go there's zion on one end and there's one kind of offense and there's brandon ingram and there's a whole different style of play so can they bring all of this together all of these things so these are some of the things that might work against zion to have an mvp season right that level mm-hmm. he is going to have a good season if he's fit of course of course he is uh so in that respect jokic is probably the best underdog dark horse bet mm-hmm. because we've never seen anything like lebron itself was quite a like what a combination this this 69 body that can pass like that it's basically magic johnson reborn right but we've seen this before at least in magic yep jokic we've never ever seen a near 7 footer pass around like this and have an offensive game he can punish you in the low post he can destroy defenders like harrell if they don't have the size mm-hmm. players that have the size like say anokic he can crucify with his agility and his passing game um It's kind of like if Shaq and Magic had a baby as in just Shaq's height and and vision but but Magic's ability to to pick out the right offensive play it's a very crude comparison but it's it's incredible um the, the combination of skills that Jokic has and we've really never seen anything like it he's a point center it's the first i've seen that well, Olajuwon could pass a bit and Shaq could pass a bit but but their game was entirely dominant in the paint and low post and all of that stuff but but what jokic is doing is unprecedented and if he can if he can string together a run of games and and a good winning streak and a, mm-hmm. a plus 600 let's say or above record finish anywhere in the top 3 in the league with the kind of stats and efficiency that he has i think he'd be in with a good uh, good shout his only problem is luka doncic at least on the sheet does all that and a whole lot more of course uh, since you mentioned zion i want to uh, come back to that zion williamson had a amazing game 26 11 and 2 as the pelicans destroyed the yeah. finalist miami heat it didn't look yeah. like uh, miami heat were in the finals at all but mm. of course they were not a full strength team jimmy butler didn't play uh, so but zion williamson and jamorant i think the rivalry has come one season too late but i think this is going to be one to watch for the season because morant was spectacular like you mentioned at the start of the episode he was brilliant in both the games uh, they thrashed timberwolves yesterday uh where do you see this rivalry going i think it's one to stay if zion can stay fit yeah yeah and i love how every year we seem to find this every year um it's we've had rookie luka versus rookie trey young and who's the best rookie in the league and then they took it to the next level as sophomores uh-huh. where you had luka now fully set looks like an mvp caliber player and was in fact in the mvp race took his team to the playoffs had a very respectable season and they come back stronger now was a stray young largely individual brilliance right up there in assists shooting all of that but in a team that was largely inconsequential and they didn't make the playoffs mm-hmm. but great rivalry something for years to come you see something similar now with with zion and jamorant this season because the grizzlies by no stretch are they expected to be in the playoff race it'll be an upset if they feature in the playoff race whereas the pelicans you would give them a decent chance of making the playoffs and anything less than making that cut is going to be a disappointing outcome for their season so again you have two superstars 
one who's largely going to be a solo shine in a in a team that's going to be in, inconsequential and a team and one guy who's expected to make make it to the playoffs and maybe even make a uh, a spring a surprise or two in the playoffs Mm-hmm. and again a rivalry that should last for for years to come i'm just excited about all of the young talent in the league and and the rookies too i mean when you look at anthony edwards and lamelo balls already um, doing some exciting things there we've not yet seen the best of james wiseman good times for the nba absolutely good times and talking about good times you can't keep out luka doncic out of this conversation because it's an it's it's a pleasure watching him play because he's just there getting those points getting the rebounds assisting his teammates and then he goes head to head against yanis and the mavs yeah. beat uh, the bucks both times in both the games yep. pretty impressive uh, uh, record mm-hmm. but both these superstars shining out standing out and showing why they are amongst the top 3 top 5 in the league uh, luka got 27 points 8 rebounds 4 assists yanis topped that he got 24 points 14 rebounds 4 assists so they're going head to head we had both our nominations out there uh, performing like they should be performing Yeah, I thought for a second there you said speaking of good times I thought we were going to talk about Vijay Mallya next and I was wondering where his show was headed <laughs> but uh um you had Giannis as your pick was it for MVP and I had Luka I had, right No I had Luka as well but oh, okay. I think that was more because of Giannis winning it two times and Yeah and I'm being it's it's tough three in a row especially when you're Giannis especially when both yeah. those years you went and fizzled out in the playoffs and the naysayers are only going to get louder it's going to be tough it's going to be yeah. almost like politics and anti incumbency that's going to hold them back but <laughs> but we know it yanis is 25 and 12 guaranteed maybe even better every single game but honestly i don't care i don't care yeah. what numbers he puts up i don't care what efficiency i don't care if they even top the eastern conference and make it to the playoffs we've seen this movie too many times now the only thing anyone's going to be looking at with yanis is yeah. how does this team look from a playoff perspective and at the end of the season are they going to be at least in the eastern finals or not if they're not that's a problem right. that's a problem so, not just for 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 yanis and how his legacy is going to be viewed because he has years to build upon that he's still only 25 26 it's a bigger problem for the bucks because is yanis even going to stay after that yeah exactly or even this season <laughs> just putting it out there not saying anything mm-hmm. uh Talking about the teams in the East, are we sleeping on Toronto Raptors because no. uh, they came out all guns blazing? They beat the Hornets twice. It's the Hornets, yes, it's but the Hornets, man. It's the Hornets, but uh, we, they have a brilliant coach. We saw that uh, they won the chip a couple of years ago, but they had Kawhi Leonard. You could say that, but they didn't have Kawhi Leonard last year, and they finished second in the league uh, in the conference. Yeah, uh, they are a team that nobody really considers favorites. It's kind of like the Miami Heat in the West, uh, in the East itself, right. but. Uh, Are we sleeping on Toronto Raptors because they have Lowry and Van Vliet, who are experienced folks, who have the experience of winning a chip, and uh, they never featured in our favorite talk and in yeah. anyone's favorite talks and top four and all of that. So, is it fair on them? Are, yeah, are we sleeping on them? I mean, it's always been a quiet team, even before Kawhi arrived. Quiet to the extent that a lot of people don't even remember that even before Kawhi got there, they were already the one seed in the East. The season before right. that, they were the number one seed. uh this is before kawai got there right so they've always been a bit of a quiet team and assuming not too many superstar voices there even in kawai they found probably the quietest superstar in the league right mm-hmm. right fits yep. into their culture i i think they they got depleted if anything this is mm-hmm. a weaker toronto raptors for me um because sure they lost kawai and they did pretty well without him but i'm looking at the following right one 
they lost a bit more of that defensive grit and strength and some of the low post scoring and and stretch five abilities because not only did they lose mark gasol who eventually mm-hmm. went to the lakers they also lost ibaka those are big blows both yeah. ends of the floor those are blows so that that instantly weakens a team that prided itself on a lot of defensive grit and the ability to switch it up on defense and make adjustments in the playoffs so that's going to be a, a blow second kyle lowry is not getting any younger you saw some of that aging last year you'll see some more of that this season father times undefeated that's uh-huh. going to take them back i love me some van cleet but this is an aging kyle lowry uh, it'll be interesting to see if siakam can get back to his former self if anunobi can can chip in uh, busha might get a few more minutes but this this doesn't really have the makings of a team that they might just make the playoffs but i wouldn't expect much more from this this team this for me is like last season's orlando magic it's i know it's a harsh oh wow uh, <laughs> but yeah i really don't expect anything anything great from toronto as is if they add some pieces i don't know but i don't see how they're going to add anything um so no this is a greatly depleted toronto raptors side and uh, i think their ceiling is just about making the playoffs and, and getting booted out in the first round not to mention all of these depleting uh, forces happen at a time when the east as a whole is getting stronger you have brooklyn nets who went from 0 to 1 because they weren't even around last season to 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 really be well, i mean they kind of made the playoffs but they they weren't ever uh-huh. really contenders you know what i mean and now now they're a force so that puts some a uh, downward pressure from the top now the other washington got stronger yep i mean they should have they shouldn't Absolutely. even have gone to the bubble but boy did they get strong because even if they didn't make the westbrook trade if john wall just came back that would be strength mm-hmm. but now they have russell westbrook and you know you'll get box office uh, performance from him at least till the playoffs and then we'll see but regular season for sure him with bradley beal is a fascinating combination hachimura is a year old i want to see what he brings to the table mm-hmm. uh, they extended burtons the latvian right. laser i want to see what he brings to the table it's a, it's a really interesting team that they've got there one to five i think it's an intriguing lineup so they have i like their center as well thomas brand he, he's oh, a yeah. big guy he's dominating i like him mm, fantasy 